0: Let's consider what many people say. If you were to say, I've lost all hope. Consider what God says. He says, hold on to my hope. Why? Because you have an anchor. And his name is Jesus. Hebrews 6, 19. If you say it's impossible, Luke 18, 27 says, What is impossible with men is possible with God basically he says all things are possible and if anything that's right for you anything he calls you to he will bring it to pass as long as you yielded your will to his will if you say oh I can't do it I can't do it and, and sometimes these are just phrases patterned from the past he says you can do all things through Christ that's what Philippians 4.13 says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me
1: That's June Hunt, and you're listening to Hope for the Heart. Hope is much more than a vague emotion. It has the power to change your life. In fact, June tells us that we can have truth in our heads, but if there's not hope in our hearts, there's a missing link in our relationship with Jesus. So let's get back to our program, as June shares how she discovered this truth while she was trying to decide what to name this ministry.
0: People tend to really like the name. How did you get the name, Hope for the Heart? After I was encouraged to do a radio program, and that's all it was, was a 15-minute radio program, I thought, hmm, what about a name? I remember thinking, trying to do something like juxtapositions of ideas and all these, you get a tablet and you, and you just write down word after word after word. And, and I thought, well, what would represent what I would want to take place and all of a sudden right into my mind popped a true story of someone who had been in my Bible class. I received a telephone call from someone that I had known several years earlier who had actually really helped me. She was the person that I thought if ever I could talk to somebody, if ever I could really tell what's going on in my home and in my life, I could tell her In fact, periodically, this woman would say, June, are you all right? Yes. What I knew was that she cared about me. So now she called me and she said, June, I have a niece. She's moving from Florida and she's really got some problems. It's just some family problems and she doesn't socialize real well. Do you have any ideas? And I said, well, I've got a Bible study, and and it's like a family. I mean, fairly large, but, I mean, people always came. We we never stopped. We didn't take spring break. We didn't take Christmas off. We didn't take summer off because it's like family. I don't know where these people came from. I mean, they they came from all over. I mean, it's just amazing. So we'd have, you know, 60, 80, and they'd just rotate in and just really a special group, and we'd do retreats, and it was wonderful. I remember I drove her on the first retreat, and... The more she began to be interacting, I saw a lot of these dependencies on things began to disappear. It's very interesting. And I'm not saying that you can be problem-free if you just get into a Bible study, but I began to watch a change in disposition. And that's so special to me. I just love to watch people change. Uh, you see the eyes light up, and it's like, finally, there's somebody in there. It's like, the lights are not out. And then sometimes, if you'll notice, the lights are out. Then it breaks your heart. I saw her interacting, and she was doing the homework and really uh, getting into it. She was very intelligent. She was a, a medical professional. I, on, especially on uh, Tuesday nights, I would stay for as long. It was at my home, so I couldn't leave. I mean, I would stay for anybody who would want to talk about anything. didn't matter, you know, if they had a problem, whatever. And it wouldn't matter if it would go to probably ended around... 10, but then 11 or 12 or 1 or 2 or 3. I mean, just depending on who needed to talk about what and how much we need to get into the problem. What I loved so much is there were some other people there that began to care for her. I remember one night she said, I've got to talk with you. I've been having these horrible flashbacks. I said, What kind of flashbacks? Oh, they're bad. Are they sexual? Yes. And then she described what I would not want to describe here, that there was a part of her life that was blocked off. Both of her parents were alcoholics and the person who cared about me when I was a teenager, she confirmed all this. Both died of alcoholism, complications due to alcoholism. With It was like this sadness, this somberness, this cloud that was pervasive. I kept telling her, you can get through this because she was saying, I can't handle these flashbacks. It was of her father. And the more she became cognizant, the memories became fuller and fuller, the more information she remembered, the the facts, and then later the feelings. What do you do when there's betrayal? I can't and you can't erase the past. And so I would tell her when she was feeling like giving up, I'd say, claim, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. By the way, I did confirm that she was a true Christian. There was a youth director who took interest in her, invested in her, and clearly she was growing. And clearly she had information up here I had known that before as, as I watched her grow. But then, all of a sudden, when we hit this plateau, it was rugged. She shut off emotionally. And she started spiraling down. I would let her know that God loves you. You are precious in His sight. And I would quote these scriptures that you're not powerless. Second Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. So anything in your life that you need right now, you have been given what you need. It is painful right now, but you're going to get through this. You know what she said? It'll work for you, but not for me. I said, why would you say that? Why on earth would it work for me and not you? Because you're better than me. I said, no, no way, I am not any better, and I know it. She said, I just can't get there. And I said, do you believe God would lie to you? No. Do you believe the word of God is not truly the word of God? Is it the Bible as a book just print in there, or is it the word of God? No, it's the word of God. What you pray for is that when you say things that there'll be seeds planted and it may not bear fruit right now. It may not take root, but the seed's been planted and at least it's lodged somewhere in the mind. I kind of went on with the Bible study and just hoped and prayed that she would be healthy in her thinking even though I wasn't seeing signs of it. And then one day, I received a telephone call it was the hospital at which she worked. She was in the psychiatric ward. She had attempted suicide. And fortunately, she was not successful. Can you imagine? Here is where you've been a professional. And all of a sudden, you now are in the psych ward. Well, I went up there to visit her. And, uh, you know, again, lights were out. I tried to interact. And she was very grateful that I came. She had me on the list to come. Dad thought, well, fortunately, she's in a safe place, and they will get her back on track, because at least I mean they, they should really care for her there. I mean that's her hospital, and it's a good hospital. And so, I felt confident that she would move toward healthiness and wholeness. And then all of a sudden, the time ran out for her insurance, and so she went to the state hospital. The next day, I got a phone call. June. You have got to get me out of here. What's happened? Is something the matter? June, I'm not like these people. These are zombies walking around here. I'm not a zombie. I don't belong here. I'm not like these people. You've got to get me out of here. I said I don't have the ability. I don't have the authority to do this. Oh yes, you do. You just come and get me. I said I've never been asked to do this, and but I wouldn't even know how to do it. June, you come and you drive up, and they can't hold me against my will. I didn't know about law or anything like that, but in fact, she called back again. June, you've got to get me out of here. You've got to come and get me. I said, I don't know that it's right for me to do that. But June, let me tell you, I've been thinking about what you said. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. (laughs) Um, I've been thinking, I know in my head that God loves me, and I know that I am a child of God. She started repeating back everything I was telling her in the past. That really surprised me because I was thinking, truthfully, that I was getting nowhere. You know, like if the ground is so hard, then the, the seed won't take. But apparently she had been hearing. It. Well, she was concerned about all the medication they had her on. And I took her to a doctor, a strong Christian doctor, and they got her off of a number of medications that she was on. They said, she didn't need to be on, on a lot of these kept her on about three then she could think more clearly but you know I I was thinking about this whole thing now here I've got to name this radio program what's this radio program what would be beneficial? I'll tell you what I actually thought Uh, tell me is there a scripture about uh, truth doing something to you? Set you set you free well she had the truth in her was she free? no And see, that mystified me. So what was the problem? What did she not have? She did not have hope. She did not have hope for her heart. And what that taught me was you could have all the truth in the world because she had a lot of truth. But she did not have hope that it would work for her. And she did not have hope enough to make sure that she was doing what was necessary that it would work for her there are people around you it's not that they don't know the truth it's not that they don't know that they are doing certain things that are doing damage to them they know so it's not in the head in terms of knowledge it's what's missing in the heart it's where is that heart anchored to what is it anchored? Is it alcohol? Because she really struggled back and forth, but you see the alcohol helped numb the pain of all the memories and then later, as we talked, she really liked the psychologist she was going to, and i 'm for getting the help you need. I really am, but I said to her one day, what would happen if you didn't go to him? She said, oh, I have to. He's my friend. I said, but what would happen? She said, I couldn't make it. And then I said, what would happen if you got well? I've never had an answer like this. She said, I would be afraid of getting well. Because then I wouldn't have the relationship with the counselor. And I wouldn't know how to function Because the people who know me know that I have these problems. And honestly, June, I don't know what I would be like if I were well. I just don't think I could handle it. Skewed thinking. The problem is her anchor wasn't Christ. And she didn't see it.
1: You're listening to Hope for the Heart with June Hunt. Is your anchor in Jesus Christ? Do you have trouble believing that His hope is for you? June continues in just a minute. For more about hope and help with relationships, I invite you to visit us at hopefortheheart.org. But right now, let's go back to our broadcast.
0: Let's consider what many people say. If you were to say, I've lost all hope, consider what God says. He says, hold on to my hope. Why? Because... You have an anchor. And his name is Jesus. Hebrews 6.19 If you say it's impossible. Luke 18.27 says. What is impossible with men. Is possible with God. Basically he says. All things are possible. And if anything that's right for you. Anything he calls you to. He will bring it to pass. As long as you yielded your will to his will. If you say, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. And, and sometimes these are just phrases, pattern from the past. He says you can do all things through Christ. That's what Philippians 4, 13 says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you say, I'm not able to do what I need to do, for whatever reason. Don't look at what you think you can do. Consider what he can do in you, to you, and through you. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. I love this. Somebody sent this to me. I remember when we first started Hope for the Heart, and someone wanted to encourage me. We were just starting counseling through the Bible, so that would have been in the second or third year of this ministry. I, for years, kept it on my lavatory mirror in my bathroom. God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. In my Bible, I circled all the alls. And I want to encourage you to circle all the alls because it's it's a great reminder to show how encompassing He is in terms of what He has planned for you, what He has promised to equip you to do. The whole key though is I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's got to be His strength. There's some names of Jesus. And I thought, you know, sometimes that's just a neat thing to look at. According to the Bible, Jesus, your hope is a living hope. And these are things you could say. Thank you, Jesus, that you saved me from being spiritually dead in my sins. And now I am spiritually alive. Because that's what First 1 Peter 1, 1.3 says. That you've been given a living hope. You've been given a better hope, Hebrews 7, 18, and 19. And we put prayers with each one of these just to be able to say thank you, Jesus. We've been given one hope, Ephesians 4, 4. Again, a prayer there. We've been given a good hope, 2 Thessalonians 2, 16. We've been given a future hope, Proverbs 23, verse 18. We've been given a blessed hope. Titus 2, 13. Do you need hope for your heart? That's his specialty. Because he's the God of hope. That's one of the names of God. The God of hope. Isn't that wonderful? Because, you know, some people say, well, that hope, that's so elusive. When I talk to these two ministers who I told this problem to, they said, oh, I know, it's, it, it's just really hard. Well, you know, let's just focus. What are the benefits of hope? Let's be intentional. His blessed hope provides you joy in living, Romans twelve twelve, generates faith and love in you, Colossians 1, 4, and 5, causes you to live a pure life, 1 John 3, 3, renews your strength, Isaiah 40, Verse 31, inspires you to persevere, First Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1:3, uplifts your downcast soul, Psalm 42, 5. By the way, all these scriptures have the word hope in them, causes you to praise God, Psalm 71:14, never disappoints you, Isaiah 49, 23, anchors your soul, which we have been talking about, Hebrews 6:19. Generates boldness in you. Second Corinthians three twelve develops your patience. Good. Romans eight twenty-five gives you reason to rejoice. Well we could certainly use a lot of that. Romans five two makes you the recipient of God's goodness. Lamentations three twenty-five guarantees you an inheritance. Titus three five and six and establishes your security and safety Job eleven eighteen. do you need security in your life right now do you want to be stable he is your stability I personally I want to have an anchored life I can think of many times in my life that where I wasn't anchored but that was then and this is now And if you're thinking, oh, but it's too late, nothing's too late. Not in God's economy. Until you're dead, you have hope. Because you're among among the living. That's what it says. God wants you to have an anchored life. If that's his perfect will, the only obstacle would be you. And me. Because anything he promises, (laughs) it's a guarantee. That we have to still be recipients. But you don't have to figure out, oh, how can I get God to do this? No, He wants you stable. We have people all around us who are not stable. They need to see stability. Oh, Heavenly Father, how precious that you even offer this to us. Thank you for so great a salvation. Thank you for so great the gifts you give us and that so often we just aren't even aware that they're there for us work within our hearts so that we could truly see what you're doing in terms of conforming us to the character of Christ may we line up our thinking with your thinking may we allow Christ to truly be reflected through us and then when we can't see him because of the storm may we not worry Because he's doing his job. He's making us stable. We don't have to see him. We just need to have hope in all that he's promised us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: This is Hope for the Heart with June Hunt, and she'll be right back with an important message. You know, hope is one of my favorite topics that June addresses, and it's so relevant as a reminder that there are many things in this world beyond our control. However, we can choose to trust God and place our hope in Him. If you'd like something to put in your hands today that talks about hope, other than the Bible, of course, there's a free download that you can get. Just go to HopeForTheHeart.org. Now our Keys for Living, titled, Hope, the anchor of your soul, will give you a bigger picture. This hope-filled and powerful tool shows you how to understand God's will in the midst of disappointment. So order your copy today. Go to hopefortheheart.org. Now let's go back to June.
0: Hi, this is June again. I've been humbled by how God has blessed this broadcast by reaching millions of people over the past 34 years. We've been sharing the vital message how God's truth provides real answers to our real questions. After October 2nd, our daytime broadcast will transition off the air, but you can still listen to our nighttime program. And I invite you to our new website, junehunt.org. Here you'll find my audio teaching resources, just like you've heard on this broadcast Plus, our Keys for Living series will be available, addressing relevant topics like anger, abuse, grief, forgiveness, marriage and family issues, and many other topics people face in life. Words can't express how much I appreciate our loyal listening audience. So join me as we step into this new season. Make junehunt.org your place to go for biblical hope and practical help, where I'll continue to provide God's truth for today's problems, anytime, anywhere.
1: Well, with this announcement, we want you, our listeners, to know how grateful we are for you. You'll be able to hear June anytime, anywhere on her new website. That's junehunt.org, and it's coming online in October. You can also listen to her on her nighttime radio program, Hope in the Night, and follow her on Facebook. And there's one more area of ministry that's fairly new. Listen to this
0: Taking them off my hook and placing them onto God's hook. I did just this, and my dried, hardened heart was softened. I cried to my Father for mercy and forgiveness. It was a cultivating experience, a renewing of my mind, and joy. I had not experienced joy
1: for years. Our mission this year at Hope for the Heart is to help millions on the Internet like Brenda understand how to believe, trust, and apply God's truth to their life. To do this, we have an urgent need to convert more than 100 print teaching materials into videos. Every day, more than 13 billion videos are viewed. People are right now surfing the internet looking for answers. Start your monthly gift of $30 or more today to support this I Hope video project and receive a copy of June's Counseling Through Your Bible Handbook. Make this eternal investment at hopefortheheart.org. We're really excited about this caregiver training. That website one more time is lifelinetohope.org. Thank you so much for joining us today. For June Hunt, I'm Joe Wolf. Remember that there is hope, no matter the circumstance. Have a great weekend, and meet us back here on Monday for our final week of this daytime radio program featuring special conversations with June Hunt. That's right here on Hope for the Heart.